Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries, and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 170. That it is. That it is, the roaring 70s. Very exciting. The scintillating 70s. Indeed. Also, another exciting day. Yeah? Yeah. It's your grand oldening. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Sorry. Yes, it's we are recording this on my birthday. On your birthday. Yay. Merry birthday to you. Thank you very much. I see you had an exciting pack of batteries for your birthday. I did. It was a fine pack of batteries to go with all of my other batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Nick did bring me a present. I did. Brought me the board game of Jaws, Jaws. which made me very happy. You get to be a shark. I do get to be a shark. It's quite exciting. I did. That's yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. hot, isn't it's it? It's hot. It's hot. Yes, I came here and I thought, oh, I have a drink. Oh, a big glass of water. Mm. And just buckets and buckets of water. For the first time in a long time, yeah. neither of us has had a pre-cocktail <laughs> cocktail. We just immediately just went, just, just water. Just water. Just water. Just ice, water. Ice and water. It's not even that hot. I think it's muggy. Muggy. That's it. But you know what? what it is. The water will replenish us, That's ready true. for all of the shenanigans. So there were 1,200 margaritas yesterday, so... Oh my god, yeah, we had quite a few margaritas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are there any poisonings this week? Ah, uh, I don't know. No, you don't know? Not sure? I don't know. I'm, no. No, it's a haze, isn't it's, it's it? It's a haze. The whole week is a haze. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's, a lot, there's a lot going on. I've been focused. Yes. Focused on things that I need doing. And all around you, death. But yes, there could be death and destruction <laughs> and chaos. Um, just yeah. circling. <laughs> explosions and cars crashing and I'm just walking down the street. La, 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 la. My own little world. Who knows what's going on? Oh, that sounds good. You know, well, I'm away this weekend, so you get some time to, you get some peace. I always That's think that true. when I go away. It's like, you get to have some respite and then you text me like, what are you doing? Bored now. <laughs> well, speaking of being oblivious to various explosions and bothering your friends by going away, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Oh, they are most exploded this week they are and they have been lovely this week yes so thank you very much to anna banana oh i love that <laughs> to julie philippe to the insufferable know-it-all <laughs> oh hello to simone oh, sorry oh, this, this this requires drama i feel simone vdm 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 <laughs> and thank you very much to lauren janicki I think that's right. Could I mean, be wrong. hope so. Right? Who knows? But thank you very much, whoever you are. <laughs> thank you, beautiful, delicious Patreon subscribers. Well, Nick, are you ready? <laughs> I think so. To drink cocktails and talk about poison? Mm. Now we've rehydrated. Now we've rehydrated. That's <laughs> it. Bring them on! <laughs> or, or, or we could drink some poison and talk about cocktails. Should we go with the first one? Oh, yeah, whatever that was. Marvellous, excellent. I also like the way that we've had two glasses of water and we're like, oh my God, we are the healthiest people <laughs> Oh, then, ever existed. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. I feel great. <laughs> Let's far. ruin it with alcohol. <laughs> hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Nick's story this week, but we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavor a cocktail of the week. Nick's story, so his pick, and the secret ingredient is... It's love letters. Oh my goodness. Some delightful little love letters. Love letters. Are you going to pen me a love letter? No. No, but why not? Be weird. Yeah, it will be weird. Okay, so with love letter mm. as the ingredient inspiration, what on earth have you come up with? This week we're having yes. 
the delightfully named. Right. P.S. I love you. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's not based on that shit film, is it? I have no idea. Well, hopefully not. Has it got terrible, terrible Irish accents in it? By yes, a throughout. Oh, P.S. I love you. Okay, that's exciting. I think it is high time for us to slink into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Well, Nick. P.S. I love you. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, people, look at the picture. I can't speak because it looks like a chocolate of goodness. It's not my usual style. No. Cocktail. No, no. This is cr- creamy looking. It's got what I hope is nice shavings on top and a chocolate bar in it. Oh, and it's my birthday. Indeed, it's your birthday. Oh, something desserty to drink. Well, I don't know. I mean, this could all be lies. You could have just put some chocolate fingers in a in a bourbon and just gone well you know what happens happens yeah sounds grand let's okay, do that okay so d- is there a process for eating this no no do we eat the chocolate first or do we drink the drink D- drink the drink drink the drink okay it's weird okay right merry christmas merry christmas okay Ooh. okay Hello. Hello. Hello, everything I like. I think I love you. P.S. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, yeah, this this would make someone fall in love with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it tastes the booze immediately, which is good. Sometimes you get sweet and creamy cocktails, creamy looking cocktails, and it's like, mm, cream. Oh, no, there's definitely booze in that. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> booze in that. Oh, that's good. Okay, well, what? But what booze, Nick? <laughs> what booze is in here? So I now have to guess, don't I? Yeah. Okay, is it cream in here or milk? Is it cream? It's cream. It's cream. Great. Yep. Lovely. We're off to a winner. Ooh. Amaretto. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Amaretto. What else? Is there? Would there be a cacao in here? Then no. No. Oh, not a not a chocolate liqueur. No. Okay. Other ingredients. There are some other ingredients. There are other ones in yes. there. I don't know. I really can get the, it's not just the amaretto. Cream and amaretto. Is there another base spirit in there? There. Yes. Rum. There's some rum. Yay! Oh, I'm doing so well. You're doing, you're doing yeah, knocking them out of the park. Today. Yay! <laughs> okay, dark rum? Uh, no, it's a, it's a golden three year. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the nice one, though. The Club Havana one or something? Yeah, Club like? Havana, oh, absolutely. Nice. Yep. Rum? What else? I don't know. There Nutmeg. are. No. There are two other things. I'm really smiling. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those, like, ooh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Two other things. Or Two other things. Two other things. Oh, oh I, I really don't know. Orange. Nope. No orange. Banana, just because, why not? Just because, why not? Why I mean, not? I think a banana would be great in this. Actually, but, banana but would be no, great. There is no banana. No, I don't know. Enlighten me. There is coffee. Oh, coffee. Oh, you've got the new coffee yeah, liqueur Yeah, the new well. coffee liqueur in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some Baileys. Mm. An Irish Grim, which I don't think we've ever actually used in a cocktail. I don't think we have as well. So that's a new thing as well. I just didn't even think yeah. Baileys. Because of course there's Baileys in this now that you've said it. Oh, that's nice. That is yeah. a tasty, tasty treat. If you have a sweet tooth, like your creamy drinks. Or and did you know flakes no longer exist? Shut up. Don't say that to me. It's my birthday. Don't say that. Don't, don't, don't tear down I've my childhood. I've given you a lovely thing and then smashed it to the floor. Yeah, because I was going to ask what the chocolate is in this. Have it's a twirl. A twirl? I like a twirl. Which is, which is basically a flake, but covered in chocolate. Oh, uh-huh. I'm um, in. But, the, yeah, because it has that crumble of flake on top. So I thought, oh, that sounds great. You cannot buy a flake in a shop. Or not in the three shops I visited, anyway. So that means they don't exist ever anywhere in the history of the world. So they could still exist? No. Have you Googled this? No. No. I, I couldn't see them in the limited <laughs> places I went. Therefore, they, they don't exist. So you did a man look, and now they don't exist. I am a manly man. This is what I do. <laughs> you look for things. Seek them out. <laughs> oh, that's right. I love a flake. Wow. I prefer a flake to a twirl. Well, there weren't any flakes, all right? No, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying generally, if they've taken the flake away, is it time for a story? Oh, yes. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Go. Right, okay, so. Birthday story. It's the evening of the 14th of September, 1922. Okay, okay all right. Are you ready? Should I be taking notes? You What's should. There's a quiz later. <laughs> Eleanor Mills has just left her home in New Brunswick, in New Jersey. Nice. She said her goodbyes to her husband, James, and her two children. She's off to go and see the local reverend to discuss some money that he had lent them and they were still repaying. Okay. So apparently the, the previous year they had discovered that Eleanor needed to have a kidney removed. 
Okay. Now, the Mills family was quite poor. They mm. didn't have the money to pay for the surgery. So the Reverend, very kindly, lent them the money. He was from a wealthy family Ooh. himself. He said, here, I will give you the money for this. Pay me back when you can. Around about the same time, across across town, Reverend Edward Hall was himself just finishing up his meal with his wife, Francis, and his brother-in-law, William, before leaving his home for the meeting at his church. He told his wife and brother-in-law where he was going. Not going to be long. Just going to go and see Eleanor, sort out some money, and I'll be straight back. All is fine. See how her kidneys are working. Exactly. Francis, yeah, fine. Off you go. Her husband's duties takes her him off all time, all hours yes. of the day. Stuff the like Lord's, that. The Lord's uh, work is never exactly. done. Exactly. So she's used to him coming and going at all hours. Bye. Catch <laughs> you later. But when he's still not back at half two in the morning, Ooh. it's like, oh, something's not quite right here. Not this is, right. He's never been out this late before. Something's a bit odd. Mm. So she wakes her brother, William, and they both head out to see if the Reverend is still at the church. Mm-hmm. They find the building complete darkness the doors firmly locked definitely no one no one there oh dear. they then remember that oh he's going to go meet eleanor mills so perhaps <laughs> he's at their place at the mills house singing and dancing uh, singing and, and dancing at three, now sort of three in the morning so they they mm, traipse over there but they see that house as well it's all in complete darkness everyone is obviously fast asleep so, well we're not going to go and bang on the door it's now like three in the morning yeah. so we'll go home if the reverend's not back in the morning right okay we shall We'll let someone know. We'll come back and find out what's going on. Talk to Eleanor. Yeah, I guess you, you probably assume that it was all fine. He's a reverend. He's, he's a reverend. having a very big pray. Exactly. Yep. Something, something's happened somewhere. He's been called away in an emergency prayer or something. Maybe, maybe to the bedside. Yeah, exactly. Someone, yep. So, okay, fine. We'll see him in the morning. The next morning, he is not there. Oh, dear. By the afternoon, he has still not returned. Oh, it's not good. There's something really wrong. Mm-hmm. She reports her husband missing. Oh, no. We're now going to fast forward two days later, the 16th of September. It is a crisp, sunny morning. It's around 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and Raymond Schneider and Pearl Barmer, a young couple, they are strolling along DeRussi's Lane. Mm-hmm. As they walk, they spot what looks like a, a couple sitting under a tree, just up in the up in the distance. It's not unexpected. The path oh, is... Right. It's known as a, bit, as a bit of a lover's lane. Young couples would go there and chat shag. and shag. And what, not at 10 <laughs> o'clock on a, Sunday, on a morning, potentially. Oh, Nick, you're naive. Uh, and I am very naive, absolutely. 10 a.m. is a great time. <laughs> not, not, under, not under a tree. Well, where else are you going to do it? You can't do it in the open. Think about it. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't think it through. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they saw an arm in a bush, but just a couple no, no, on just a bench. A, okay, no, they do this like, sitting on, like, on the ground. Oh, um, on the ground? On the, on the ground, in the shade of this, this tree. Lovely. I think, okay, fine. As they, they start getting closer and closer, I think it's a bit weird. They've not moved at oh, all. God. And we can hear there's no noises of conversation or chat or anything like that coming from that direction. It's complete silence. So I think, eh, it's a bit weird. Oh, God. So as they draw level, yeah. they see a man and a woman lying on the ground. The man has his Panama hat sort of down over his face, as if he was taking a nap. A little nap in yeah, the sunshine under the dappled Yeah, exactly. Shade. The woman is lying again next to him, has her head cradled in his arm, and Aww. they're just sort of, sort of lying there in a nice big pool of blood. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry. It's a... It's, 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 Oh. Clothes so through. It's a lovely oh. romantic, oh. romantic scene. God, I didn't think it was going to escalate that quickly. But I was like, oh, this is nice. I wonder how. It's... Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah of all, they're nice having a nice nap, just lying there in the in the morning, in the morning sun. But no, very that's much crazy. Have they been positioned dead. like that? It Have they certainly died so. together? Or... No, wow. it certainly seems like they are positioned like that because at his feet, at the man's feet, oh, is his calling card. The man's calling card. The chap, the man's calling card, is positioned very neatly at at his feet, Something as if to yes, announce this is this is the man. It is the Reverend Edward mm. Hall. Not the Reverend. Not the Reverend, indeed. Reverend. He's lying there with a now, woman. With a woman. With a now, woman. Raymond Sorry. and Pearl are obviously terrified. They are now scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> As we always say, they don't just poke it with a stick a little bit and go... No, nope, they just stand there and scream for a bit and then run. Try and <laughs> yes. try and find anyone, go and alert anyone they can. Obviously, they, they, they're they yelling, they're telling everyone they come across, there's dead people, <laughs> there's dead people there. And eventually they are able to find some sort of authority 
Because anyone else they tell, they would run screaming. Yeah, too. exactly. Help me. No. No. One hundred percent. No. Who's got a phone? <laughs> no one. No one. <laughs> I have this huge prototype that I've wheeled out from my car. You are no good to anyone, sir. <laughs> so run many miles to the nearest police station. Oh dear. So now the, the Middlesex County Police are swiftly on the scene, but they're not long after the Somerset County Police arrive. <laughs> Um, and this the, is still in New Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so right. there's just, just, the, just the, the counties. Middlesex and Somerset. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the UK, I'm like... Any English names. Did they came, come over by boat? <laughs> we want a piece of this action. No, no, no. So, yeah, so two rival county police forces <laughs> arrive. Now, the Both crime scene just happens to be just on, on the, the border, border of, right. the, of these two counties. And while these sort of the authorities address the obviously vital jurisdictional issues that are going like who's going to to investigate this crime who's going to do all this the area has been flooded with nosy busybodies who are trampling through the place to (laughs) to see what's going on with all the murdering as a result the the entire crime scene is completely trashed by curious Mm. locals um, who are more than happy to go through and pick up whatever (gasps) oh look there's a thing let's i'll I'll have have that and oh that's interesting i'll take that and (laughs) from the crime scene yeah pick up whatever souvenirs they can find lying around the reverend's calling card that has been found is passed around amongst all the onlookers look it's the reverend and the card's going around everyone um someone finds a wallet nearby um that has the reverend's driving license in it it is completely emptied of cash and all other useful things before it is eventually handed over to the place going oh we found this it was was completely empty when we found it honest (laughs) oh 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 i don't often get morally outraged (laughs) on this show gotta leave the morals at the door that's that's a lot you stealing from the dead well to be honest it is assumed that there was money in it and when it was handed in there was none yeah. You'd have thought the Reverend would have had a few notes. Well, exactly, yeah. On him. And they, well, it the, does seem like everyone's passing stuff around. Ooh, and it was ooh. completely stripped bare of anything oh. vaguely interesting. From so the was, Reverend as well. So from a Reverend. Oh, when they go to their God, they'll Indeed. have questions to answer. <laughs> oh, God. Now, eventually, oh. the powers that be agree that the case is for the Somerset County um, authorities for them to investigate. Right, good um, yeah. Not that there's much evidence left to investigate. <laughs> it's all on people's mantelpieces by now. The bodies have been dragged <laughs> through the streets. Like, Look at this. They confirm the identity of the man. Yes, it is indeed the Reverend. And the woman is quickly identified as Eleanor Mills. It was estimated that the pair had been killed around 10pm on the evening of the 14th, the night that they had vanished. Reverend Hall had been shot once, the bullet entering his skull just over his right ear and exiting through the back of his neck. The killer had been more brutal with Eleanor. She had received three shots to the fist. Uh, one under her right eye one above her right temple and a final shot over her right ear Eleanor's throat had also been slit pretty much ear to ear almost decapitating her so one did not like Eleanor Um, very annoyed at Eleanor (laughs) she was she was not popular so what's going on there then the bodies were moved for examination investigators found the ground beneath and between them scattered with pieces of torn paper on the ground now these pieces are sort of collected um, by police and they recognize handwriting on fragments now the pieces are all collected and they are sort of painstakingly patched back together to reveal the remains of love letters between (laughs) edward hall and eleanor mills (gasps) love letters been secret lovers they've been been doing it the reverend was doing it with them he's married she's married she's married where are you where are your vows of god what is it i don't know how it works with reverends with Church of England, he can marry. He can marry. He just, just can't don't cheat on just people. Just can't be shagging someone else's yes. wife. Adultery, not not <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah, indeed. Oh my! Oh well, I sort of thought it was edging towards yeah. that area that they were lovers. They were secret lovers. Yeah, but obviously, have been, have been for... discovered. Someone has found the letters and torn them. Torn them, torn them to Run shreds. Them. And I'm thinking someone who knows Eleanor. I'm sure all will be revealed, mm. but she gets the brunt of the, she the said, gun. Seems to get yeah the most most oh. violent violent attack. Or, or, or maybe someone who fancied the Reverend <gasps> wanted a bit of Reverend. That's very true. Yeah, who yeah. can say? Could be. Now the investigation into the murders is obviously massively hindered by the fact that the horde of souvenir mm. hunters has picked the place clean. There's actually pretty much bugger all left in the surrounding area to try and get any sort of trace evidence or anything like that from. It's It's been decimated. It's a moment's pause, but why would you do that? I know there's no telly. 
There's a bit of telly in the twenties, <laughs> sorry. But it's not it's not widely available. It's, yes. <laughs> I know there's not a lot else to do. However, it's still No, screw it. It's the Roaring Twenties. There's dances, there's, there's dances. stuff going on. There's dances to be had. Everyone's gotten over the war a bit. <laughs> Why would you take souvenirs from a crime scene curiosity and picking over i suppose just even wandering and just like oh my god yeah, it's a dead body it's, yeah absolutely. but still why would you take shit i don't know what's, what's interesting by the end of october the actual the tree itself they were sheltering under had been reduced to a stump <laughs> from people going i'll have it of the tree there's nothing left there i'm gonna <laughs> i'll take a branch and, I'll put a, and make it a centerpiece for yeah. my next dinner party <laughs> exactly. do you like the branch that's on the middle of the middle of the table it was from a murder scene it was from a murder scene lovely Absolutely. enjoy your soup <laughs> who's doing that you would if you could i would this branch sheltered dead people. Yeah, hundreds of years later, even then, no, don't mess with that. That's like a witch's <laughs> tree or a hanging tree. You do not touch those things. So, like like a bench adjacent to it. Yeah, I'd have that. <laughs> News that the Reverend and Eleanor had been lovers obviously quickly spreads throughout the area. But there are those in the congregation who gossip like, of course, we've known for years. This has been going on for bloody ages. Really? Everyone's everyone's saying, "How have you been so oblivious to so?" Or yes, the late night repayment of debts—they're <laughs> <laughs> at it all over the bloody place. Never going. Really, really, <laughs> we never noticed. It's a fair point. Yeah, I just thought he was doing the Lord's work. Exactly. Out there. Yeah, repeatedly over and over, over. again, <laughs> repaying some stuff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> someone at the back of the pews going, "You're all idiots." Yeah, all idiots. Obvious. <laughs> yeah. So, but if everyone knows, if everyone knows, open secret. Open why secret. exact such revenge? Well. Humiliation. Maybe. Well, indeed, but police now have two very obvious suspects as to who it could be. Ah, they've got they've hide. got to deal with well, Eleanor Mills' husband. Yes, yes James. Him. If he knew about it, he was not going to be too happy. And the reference wife, Frances, she's probably not going to be too happy about the whole thing either. If everyone around town is gossiping, the mm. the Reverend, her husband, is shagging old Eleanor, laughing at laughing. Him. Yeah, the, neither of them are going to be particularly happy about this situation. So they've both got clear motive. Yeah, um, to get to get rid of them. Both partners vehemently deny having any knowledge of the affair. They had no idea what it was going on, they say. But police are having a bit of a tough time believing this because everyone else seems to know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be the only people in the county who don't know this is happening. <laughs> Willful ignorance, Yeah, potentially. Maybe. Just, yeah, completely, yeah. Just Obliviousness. No, just, no, just, no, no that's not happening. Wasn't happening. It's not they happening. are all jealous. They're all jealous yeah. of our love. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, mm, yeah, that's yeah. suspicious. So please sort of expand their investigation. That Okay, we've got to look into these two. They're our prime suspects for the time. We've got to look into it. And then this, this is where they make the acquaintance of Francis's two brothers. So William, who was staying with Francis and Edward, yes, he was he there that evening. Yeah. Now he's got a bit of a reputation of, he's got a bit of a, bit of a quick temper to him has has william okay. and when the police find out that he actually he owns a gun they go oh, we've got our man his wife's husband his brother-in-law is shagging around and he's got a gun right easy <laughs> done <laughs> sorted dusting their hands absolutely we have cracked this one hallelujah <laughs> you see what that is that's detective that's work. police work that was is. was he anywhere near the place don't worry about that don't he worry. had a gun guns yeah. can be fired from a very long range yeah but william actually produces said gun yeah. and it is so worn and rusted that it's clear he has not been fired in years <laughs> decades <laughs> um, so it's like okay like ah, it, that's, like it. Yeah, you didn't kill anyone with that gun. Unless you beat them to death with it, maybe. But it, it certainly didn't, hasn't shot anyone in years. Just hammered the, the bullets in, <laughs> yeah, just with the butt much. of the gun. Like, so, and then we have Francis' second brother, a chap called Henry Stevens. Henry is the oldest of the siblings, and he is a, an incredibly wealthy man. Okay. Uh, some reports list him as a millionaire, Ooh, uh, nice. sort of in the 20s. So yeah, hugely wealthy, hugely influential. He was also known for his expertise with firearms. He had been a, a championship wow. marksman in his youth. Oh, right. Good. So like a, okay. a sporting marksman and won competitions and everything. So I thought, oh, he's obviously good with a, good with a gun. <laughs> he, knows what he, he knows what he's doing. So yeah. please, of course, leap on this as well. Yeah. Um, so Henry, good with a gun. Again, the brother. Oh, it must be him. It must be him. Must, must be, be him. him. Must, must be, be him. him. 
until Henry produces a very solid alibi for the night of the murders. He's been at home. He lives about 50 miles away right. in a town called Lavalette. Yeah. Uh, he's there. He's got multiple witnesses saying, no, he was at home that evening. Mm-hmm. His wife there, his maids, his servants, all that. He never left the house. Yeah. All good. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think that giving it to this police force wasn't a good <laughs> idea. Because one. <laughs> is the next stage them going, right, though they are... Anyone who ever had a gun Anyone in the vicinity, it's them. <laughs> yeah. By this time, so obviously the press have massively picked up on yeah. on this story. So this is this is murders, affairs, reverends. This yeah. is headline Scandal. gold. Scandal. Oh absolutely. God, so um, I'm hooked. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's interesting is there is absolutely bugger all written about Eleanor's husband as a suspect. So James, that's a good point. Yeah, there's nothing written about him. Where he at? Whatsoever. So obviously, police must have investigated him, he. but he is—he's—he's he's not a wealthy man. He's no one influential. Obviously, the press go, ah, well, fine, fuck it. Much more fun to deal with Francis and Henry and William. They're the big, mm. rich, influential family. Yeah. They've got—they've got the name. They're famous around in the area. Okay. Obviously, much more fun to write headlines about them. People want to read about society. People. People don't want to read about poor old James. No, we do. We, do. we <laughs> James, absolutely do. James, James Mills. So he, he's he's never mentioned. So we assume he didn't do it, um, or the police certainly didn't find anything that linked him to oh, the okay. crimes. Did he not have a gun? Perhaps, perhaps he didn't have a gun. Did he only have about sixty knives <laughs> <laughs> that he was sharpening as they went around yeah, to see but, him? But no guns. Get, no guns. <laughs> no guns here. Yeah, sir. absolutely. But I admire your collection of bullets. They're very nice. <laughs> But not a single gun in the whole house. No. He's wearing a bandolier. <laughs> you just throw them really hard. <laughs> Things seem to be really not getting very far with the investigation. Clearly. Uh, it's, it's not going well. That is until sort of the, the end of October when a new witness eventually comes forward. She claims that she has witnessed the murders. Ooh, why okay. Didn't you, why didn't you come forward a month ago? No, okay, fine. Jane Gibson. Now, she is a pig farmer whose land runs close to Derusi's Lane. So where, she, where where they were where the crime scene right. was absolutely okay. now the the press being ever kind brand jane the pig woman um, <laughs> <laughs> go, going forward in in all articles oh. and actually she earns that nickname for the rest of her life i mean for, forevermore oh. she is the pig woman no um, have we had pigs as a secret ingredient i think we've had bacon we've had well we had polk we've had polk we've had polk we've no, had deliciously pickled delicious, pork. Deliciously, yeah, deliciously pickled pork. Pork. but we've also had bacon as well yeah mm. but just not just a pig but a pig woman i think that could have Pig woman. <laughs> so the pig woman. That's um, <laughs> awful. She's come forward to do her civic duty. Yeah, absolutely. And suddenly she's pig woman. Yeah, she's like a superhero. <laughs> so it's, it's not ideal for oh, her, no. really. But Jane reports that on the night of the murders, at around nine p.m., her dogs be- have begun barking furiously. She assumed that well, someone's trying to steal from her fields or something. They've pigs. been still steal the pigs. Absolutely. So she gets out. She goes outside to investigate. Now outside, she does. She spots a figure in the distance, sort of creeping around the place, and she goes, ah, "I'm going to get you." She gets on her mule. And off she goes to track down this thief, pig woman on her super mule. I mean, donkeys do go very fast, but still it's an image, isn't it? As she gets closer, she is surprised to see a group of four people near the tree on Darus's lane. And four? Suddenly, there's four people. Four people. Four people standing around at this tree. Okay. Suddenly she hears a gunshot <gasps> ring out. One of the group fall to the ground in a heap before a woman can be heard screaming, don't don't more gunshots follow before a second person drops to the floor now jane terrified turns to flee the scene and as she does she remembers hearing a female voice scream out the name henry it's time for a drink oh yes it's time for a drink (laughs) i kind of want to go no no carry on (laughs) i need another drink (laughs) but what about it what about henry (laughs) hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> Nick. Yes. We have our drinks. We do. Oh, what a penry. What's, What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? She's seen so much. She's seen so much. Absolutely. Now, please, they're delighted. But as time goes on, Jane's testimony starts to change. Oh, God, come on now. So to begin with, she saw the whole thing only by moonlight. It was shadowy. It was dark. It was the middle of the night. <laughs> couldn't quite see. Were there thunderclaps and lightning as well? Then the next interview, she remembers, she remembers the whole thing quite vividly because the whole thing was illuminated by a passing car. So that so, yes. all happened in the space of three seconds. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I absolutely we know everything that's going on. Absolutely. She remembers, yeah, there were two women. There were two men. One of the men had a great big bushy beard. Big bushy <laughs> and, and, and a big moustache. But you said it was moonlight and you were far away. Right. But now you remember all this. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Plus the press have now got their claws into Jane as well. And hey. despite being referred to as the pig woman, she <laughs> is being handsomely rewarded for various <gasps> interviews and statements that she's giving to the media. Oh, good um, Lord. And during some of these, she explicitly names Frances Hall, the Reverend's wife, as one of the women what? that she has seen in this group. Lies, lies. She, she was there. Absolutely. But please, it just doesn't add up because you, you've never mentioned her before and suddenly the press are paying you and her picture's in the paper. I know you remember it's her. Yeah. So it seems very convenient. So <laughs> what aren't you telling us, dear old pig lady? What is she telling us? Yeah. Was it the pigs? And the pigs. The, the, pigs, they, the pigs did it in a big did coat. She, yeah, <laughs> all piled up, yeah. Was she not riding a mule? She went, I, I will confess, I was on the back of pigs. I was on the back of pigs. And my horse-drawn carriage. Pig-drawn carriage. Pig-drawn carriage. Pig-drawn carriage. <laughs> Another witness comes forward who casts further doubt on Jane's story. And Mrs. Frawley. Frawley? Yeah, Mrs. Frawley. Mrs. Frawley. Now she, she sounds like an upstanding Yeah, you know, don't I know like her, her first name. She's just Mrs. Frawley. <laughs> now, she lived the nearest of anyone to the actual crime scene. Apparently, you, In the tree? No, well, the house nearby. Apparently, you could see the spot from one of her upstairs windows. Oh, okay. So Ooh, she really, right. really, really it's close. It's overlooked place close, <laughs> close by. There are people on pigs. There is a house <laughs> right there. She states, on the night of the murder, she heard nothing. There were no gunshots. Nothing. Didn't hear a thing. Neither did my lodger. He heard nothing. Okay, fair it's enough. all nonsense. But, uh, she also comments yeah. that Jane Gibson, she is usually the queen of gossip. She will <laughs> tell anything anyone. But she's waited a month yeah. to come forward after being the witness of two murders. Yeah. This is so com- this is n- yeah. completely out of character. For her. She would have been down at the garden fence going, oh my God, did you see what I saw last night? People <laughs> yeah. so, were going... Uh, really? She's waited long enough to go. Okay, there's no credible witnesses now. I can make now, up. Shit. Yeah. So now she, Jane seems to sense that the police's faith is slightly waning, really, in yeah. her as a witness. So she ups the ante. Mm-hmm. She now claims to know the identity of the male attacker as well. It wasn't just Francis and a mystery man. And now I, I, remember, I remember. I remember who the man Suddenly was. I remember, Suddenly I remember. I remember who the man was. It was a chap called Henry Carpenter. Now Henry Carpenter is Francis's cousin. Right. Okay. Still back to Francis's family. Still back to Francis's family. Got against Francis. So yep. Yeah, so Henry Carpenter, a cousin of Francis. Now Henry Carpenter lives a couple of doors down from Francis and Edward in the same same town. Uh, Policing. Great. Fantastic. Okay, Jane, you've completely redeemed yourself with this new foolproof evidence. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Obviously, and the name Henry was was cried out. But. But according it, to it her could, lies it couldn't be Henry the brother he's got an alibi yeah. different Henry different Henry, Henry Henry Carpenter or oh, it must have been him 
it all makes perfect sense now. If we continue on the route that was lies, essentially, by the same person who made up a lot of shit. Oh, no, no. Now we have a Henry from your testimony. Yeah, makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's all foolproof. The police in this, again, this is this. the police are on the bastardometer in this one. <laughs> like, they are shit. I know mm. we've had some bad ones, but this is, they are doing nothing. Yeah. Nothing. They're relying on people coming forward with names. On November the 20th, 1922, prosecutors decide they have enough to try and get an indictment. So they take their case before a grand jury. Okay, we think we want to indict Francis, her brothers, and her cousin. We want all four of them. We think they are all complicit in this, and we want to take them to trial. Okay, I mean they are likely-ish. I mean, it's usually the most you know the most obvious suspect is the one. Over the next eight days, sixty-seven witnesses are called to the stand to give evidence to try and persuade the jury that these people should go to trial for this murder and 10 pigs <laughs> amongst them is mrs frawley so the one who said i love her no absolutely no it didn't happen didn't happen there was no noise there was nothing anything going on like yeah. that on the stand no on the stand she does a complete 180 but what oh yes about 10 p.m i heard some gunshots oh yes it was 10 o'clock it was i remember very clearly is she now being paid <laughs> is it is she, is she getting it on the cash who knows who knows, oh, but she I, has I had com- such faith in you. She, Frawley has, she has completely changed her statement yeah. and goes along with everything that Jane Gibson has said. Yes, all true. Okay. However, after less than an hour, the jury returned. Yeah. There's not enough evidence. No. Yes, there's motive. Yes, but no. no you evidence. cannot prove this. Absolutely, this you cannot prove this. The prosecution failed to win the indictment you cannot send these people to trial the judge does state for reasons which to them seem sufficient and controlling the grand jury taken no action on the hall mills murder case and laid the matter over this does not necessarily mean that the matter cannot be taken up by this or subsequent jury so say here we haven't got enough proof now but come back in a bit if you've got some more stuff we'll we'll look at it again (laughs) (laughs) okay your workings are okay this is a good first trial yeah but go back do more research yes get some more research get some more evidence get some witnesses who aren't crazy (laughs) and come back the whole thing is rather quietly forgotten about oh christ until four years later four years later four years later what happens july 1926 okay the whole mills murders has been pretty much forgotten about by everyone it's yeah. all way in the past but suddenly it is thrust back into the spotlight thrust i tell thrust, you it thrust <laughs> by the most unexpected of people what is it third of july a chap arthur real okay He's a piano tuner love a piano tuner love a piano tuner now he files for divorce he files a petition for divorce from his wife louise okay inside the petition is the rather stunning claim that his wife had taken $5,000 from her employer and Mrs. Francis Hall for her assistance and silence about the murders what? of Edward Hall and Eleanor Mills. What? That, that, is, that, is, that is a brilliant divorce paper, by yeah, the way, absolutely. as well. I'm like, oh, let me just, like, just drop this bombshell in yeah. there, so bitch. <laughs> he, he has discovered that his wife has been complicit in, in murder. murderings. In a murder. Divorce and immediately. Divorce immediately. How divorce could I possibly marry such a woman who has taken money to be silent okay. in these things? I would also go like, don't mess with her. <laughs> <laughs> She's obviously a cold bloody bitch. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm divorcing you immediately. You really want to do that? Really, really want really? to do that? Well, I'm rich right. and also a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so Louise had indeed been a former mate of the Halls. She had given evidence in defence of Francis Hall at the indictment in 22. Say, my, my mistress would have done none of these things. No, she's a lovely lady. Yeah. Arthur claimed that his wife had confessed to him that Edward... Edward had confided in her his plans to elope with Eleanor. So the reverend had told his maid, I'm going to leave my wife. I'm going to run off with Eleanor. Now, rather than keep it confidential, Louise runs and tells her mistress and relates all this information. Louise tells Francis, this is where they're going to meet. This is when they're going to run away. This is all the information. Francis then apparently orders their chauffeur, a chap called Peter Tumulty, to drive Francis and her brother William 
to the rendezvous point, oh, to the place where her husband is due to meet his mistress. So there's a chauffeur there. There's now there's now a chauffeur and a maid involved. Is this is this is this murder on the Orient Express? <laughs> what, what's happening? What? Both Louise and the chauffeur Peter furiously deny the allegations. They had known nothing of the murders. Utter nonsense. Louise claims that her husband had threatened to implicate her in the murders if she didn't get back with him. But her story matters little. Now, the, the yeah. pr- again, the press have, have taken hold of this. <laughs> <laughs> the police who've been sleeping the whole time. Away! So, yeah, they're back on the case again. Yeah. Uh, for, for, <laughs> right. Francis Hall, yes. That murderer from four years ago. Oh, she's back. Yeah. The new evidence has just been revealed and all yeah. this. And they press, they make a huge deal out of the whole thing. They're yeah. all over it. This new evidence supposedly Im- implicates Francis. Headlines came in that justice has failed. Murderers have been allowed to walk free. It's a well, national yeah. disgrace. How could such cold-blooded killers just... How can they still be on the loose? I mean, that's uh, true. It doesn't mean it's them, but also... <laughs> so the press, particularly a, a paper called The Daily Mirror, completely rile this up entirely. And eventually it makes it across the governor's desk yeah. that people are protesting and screaming and shouting about how is this not being investigated? How are these people still out? Yeah. And he orders prosecutors to reinvestigate the case. So, okay, fine, we need to... Let's give it another bash. Oh, let's, well, let's, let's give it another go. Let's see if we can give it another go and see what's happening. Yeah. On the 28th of July, three weeks after the story makes the press, Frances Saul and her brothers, William and Henry Stevens, and the cousin, Henry Carpenter, mm-hmm. are arrested for the murder of Edward Hall and Eleanor Mills. They're back on trial again in front of a grand jury trying to get this indictment. Mm-hmm. November the 3rd, 1926, the, the trial of Francis Hall and her two brothers, William and Henry, begins. Now, the cousin, Henry Carpenter, he has managed to prove his airtight alibi. I had nothing to do with any of this. There were witnesses. He's managed to prove it, but on a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So he is, he's exempt from the whole thing. They go, okay, fine, it wasn't you. Francis and her two brothers are there. Nothing really seems to have changed that much since the previous indictment really yes they have this new hearsay evidence from the piano tuner from arthur but much like the case before a lot of it still relies on jane yeah on dear old jane gibson and (laughs) and her and her evidence that she'd seen people yeah and she is once again wheeled out as the star witness in in this whole thing and actually literally literally she is wheeled out by this point she has been she's been taken quite poorly by them in the intervening years and she actually arrives at the courtroom on a stretcher Right. Oh <laughs> God, she loved that. She's carried into the courtroom. She didn't need to be on, on a stretcher. stretcher. She 100% didn't need yeah. to be on a stretcher. She demanded that there would be a stretcher. She had a slight cough. Yeah, and she actually has a medical team on standby. So she, <laughs> so she's on the stand for about. 10 minutes or so before she has to take a break of it's all a bit exhausting oh, 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 oh. she gets some treatment and then she can take the stand again right. for another 10 minutes what treatment does she get <laughs> just like whiskey fan her down whiskey <laughs> here have a sandwich i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah 10 minutes and i would need a slight snack <laughs> so, yeah so she's there milking it for all it is worth she takes the witness box for the first time in this new trial and before she even opens her mouth there is a scream from the gallery accusing <gasps> jane of lying liar someone yells out i love it i love this now, trial. <laughs> now you think okay this is from francis hall or francis's family someone who's done that no it's jane's mother <laughs> jane, jane gibson's mother. own mother is in the gallery screaming waiting. liar at her daughter <laughs> who's on the witness stand. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. This this is, this is needs to be a miniseries. I'm sorry. Her mother has waited waited up there to scream liar. I mean, so, I mean as before, this, her entire story is full of contradictions and it's full of differences to her original evidence and statements and interviews that she gave um, back in 1922. One major new fact that she now comes out with is that she now remembers seeing Francis's brothers, William and Henry. They were both there. They were both there with Francis at the time of the murder. Oh, right. Yep. So it wasn't it wasn't cousin Henry. I got, I got that wrong. It was Henry, the brother Henry. He was there. However, she still maintains that she only saw four people. Right. So we've got Francis, we've got William, we've got Henry, we've got Eleanor, and we've got Edward. Four people. Right. Okay. I'm, even I'm confused now. I'm like, what? Okay. Because of that, but that in fact is five people. Oh, there's five people? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I saw four people, three murderers and two victims, four people. Four people. Four <laughs> people. 100%. 
was the tree one of them as well? Six people. Six people. Oh, Christ. I hate her. I, I, I literally want to punch her in the face. Yeah. The defense have a fantastic part. And you can sense the defense are probably quite enjoying this. Just picking yeah, apart yeah. everything that she does. Because <laughs> she, she is generally a bit of a nutter. A further new witness is also incredibly easily dismissed by the defense a chap called henry dickman he was a former state trooper who had come forward to claim that he had been paid two and a half thousand dollars by henry carpenter the cousin in order to drop any investigation into the halls or carpenter's family right here have this money don't investigate anything okay the prosecution were like oh yeah absolutely innocent people don't do this they don't bribe state troopers the defense come out henry dickman had been serving time in alcatraz at the time <laughs> of, of the murders for deserting the military. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. <laughs> A load of nonsense. He was nowhere near the place. The trial lasts over a month. <laughs> I'm not surprised everyone is getting good value out they of this trial. They bring 157 witnesses <laughs> called to, to give evidence. Until at last, on the 3rd of December, the jury go off to deliberate. They come back five hours later oh okay that's a good lunch so yeah it's a good it's a good decent lunch unanimous yeah. verdict yeah not guilty. not guilty not guilty francis hall william and henry stevens all completely acquitted wow francis hall goes on to sue the daily mirror good for libel <laughs> and she settles out of court she gets a massive payout we don't know how much because it also say it was settled out out of court oh, okay, but okay, enough yeah, yeah. for her to live on for many many happy mm, years tasty, tasty afterwards yes no one is ever indicted or brought to trial wow. again for the murders. And the case remains unsolved, unsolved to this day. Oh, good Lord. It's the Hall Mills murders. Hall Mills murder mystery. <laughs> murder mystery. Oh, good story, Nick. That had I like everything. That, that had such drama and I <laughs> love some drama. Thank you for bringing that for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a bit of drama. Oh, you like oh, a, bit I drama. a bit of drama? I mean, that... It, Oh, is it crazy that her side was never investigated? The female victim, her husband, we're not. No one picked at that thread. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly in the various sort of articles and things I read about it. Yeah. No mention of him was made whatsoever. Yeah. You must assume that they must have investigated him. I'm, I'm going to um, assume not because I'm assuming uh, <laughs> the police force were were clutching at straws at, at the time. They might they must have done something and concluded that he was not the guilty party for them to go he- so heavily on on the wife yeah perhaps, perhaps it perhaps it was Maybe. james and he was an absolute mastermind and he did the, did the, did the whole thing and no one ever I knew i didn't do anything like well it can't be him didn't yeah. have a knife didn't have a gun didn't, didn't have, have a gun, gun. He was was it. it was one of the first cases that really has been claimed that it was justice through the media it was it was yeah. then the media had drove this well let's put aside the for the minute the targeting francis and her family by the media do we think is it likely that they did it is there i mean there's clear motive that the reverend was having an affair with this woman consensually it's been going on for ages everyone seemed to know about it everyone was an open secret they were all talking about it that's humiliating is he also giving her money are are funds being drained you know this stuff about like oh he's helping to pay for her kidney operation is there money passing hands or something like that there's absolutely a motive if the wife was that angry would the wife of a reverend as we've said many times it doesn't matter if she's the wife of the reverend to be honest it's a big step to suddenly go i'm gonna kill him and kill her and pose the body like really make a statement with it one of the reasons why they went so probably quite so hard after the brothers in the thinking that yeah would a woman go quite be quite quite so brutal Yes. You know, the wife of here had three bullet wounds to the face yeah. of Eleanor. It was um, she was really the one the throat was slit and all yeah. that. So she obviously there was there was a huge anger and, and hatred towards Eleanor as the main victim yeah. there. So yeah, would it have been her, Francis? Was it yeah, with the it's with a the brothers? Lot for the brothers to do though, isn't it? It's a lot mm. for them to go out on a limb with their sister to do that. It does also point to the but yeah, I mean, is is yeah, like, would mean, be so furious at her. Who, yeah, I mean, who would a husband be more angry at the at the, at the wife or the or the, the reverend, the or the, or the reverend, reverend that's cuckolding and, and sleeping with his yeah. wife? I don't know. But then he left the calling card to say it's him. Is it reverend? So you know this is, this he's a reverend. reverend. It does seem, yeah, it's obviously an act of revenge yeah, and something sure. deeply personal in there. So I can understand them going after the people closest to them. Mm. I don't <laughs> think this was a, a chance madman no. who walking past or a robbery or anything like that this is obviously deeply you, personal yeah but you um, don't know if it's someone a crazy member of his parish one of the congregation 
someone who is a complete zealot, who is crazy, who hears about this, sees everyone talking Reverend, about... Reverend, you shouldn't be doing this. How you can you be, do and this? And she's a harlot and yeah. she is True. of sin and let's make an example out of it. It yeah. could be just one lone madman who knew them and just posted knew, Yeah, knew the rumours and... Yeah. Well, with, that's, that's, yeah, with, well, well there we go. But, but with Francis and the family, just all of this pers- prosecution, it did remind me weirdly when you were telling the story of... The Patreon story we've done, Sophie Toscan de Plantia, mm. which I love that story, and it's a fascinating murder mystery, and it's really upsetting and very, very sad. And again, had shades of the crime scene being contaminated by people coming and trampling all over it, and but going after one person, and whether or not you believe personally that person is guilty. Certainly in Sophie's case, it's the guy Ian Bailey. In this one, it's Francis mm. and the family. You know, there's a good enough reason yeah. there. It's possible. But then the police force and the prosecution gets so fixated in going, any evidence that we can get to stand them up as the perpetrators, whether or not they really did it, it's mm. just, we're just sticking with them and just ignoring everyone else. Mm. Also, that woman, Jane, pig woman. <laughs> God, she's Dear old great. Jane Gibson. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Just roll me in on a stretcher, her mother <laughs> waiting to shout across a courtroom. You yeah. would, you would, wouldn't you? Oh, it's marvellous. <laughs> well, what do you think, people? What do you think of this murder mystery? Do you think the Reverend's family and his wife were responsible? Do you think it's perfectly feasible that they did do this and just the evidence didn't stack up because they were such good criminals? Or or do you think it was the wife's family or someone no. that she knew? Or was it just a third party who was crazy enough to do this and make an example out of them? What do you think of the pig woman? What do you think of all the people who also changed their stories and lied mm. all the way through? What was the motivation there? Was it just for more gossip or was it for money from the press? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode and on any of the social media channels you follow and tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings, any extra threads that maybe we haven't tugged at enough for this but most importantly while musing you must mix up a ps i love you yes i love you oh it was delicious got another treat so tasty yeah i'm really boozy really boozy perfect if you want a little bit of a desserty chocolatey lovely scrummy drink completely different to our normal things we normally do completely different so so very different but yeah but for Um, those who want it yeah and I'm, i'm i'm i get very snobbish about cocktails and I would never make something like that. But it's really nice. It was really, it's really nice. It's really nice. And it's really it's fun. And it's, yeah, it makes you happy. So mix up the cocktail if you have the ingredients. If you don't have the ingredients, but you're still enjoying a cocktail over the weekend or the, whenever you listen to this, the rest of your lives, please tag us in any photos you have. Send us suggestions of cocktails for the future. And also send us suggestions of more stories that we can be covering, whether they be murders, whether they be poisonings, or they are just crazy crimes you'd love to have our spin on if you haven't already please come and join us on patreon and leave us a review on apple itunes thank you so much to everyone who has been leaving us beautiful five-star reviews Mm. we appreciate them we love you we think you're very very sexy very good thank you thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisoner's cabinet we will see you next week and remember your loved ones are trying to kill you you